yo, welcome to another episode of Better Black Than Never. I am your host, Tavarnis King, and I'm happy to be back with you guys. I'm happy to have returned. I had to take some time off last week because my voice left me, and I didn't want to do this podcast with my voice all hoarse and and cracking and all that kind of shit i don't think that you guys would have enjoyed that you know i do a lot of shit that requires me to use my voice and i guess some combination of being outside in the cold and then using my voice in all the ways that i use my voice kind of led to an issue but i had to take some time off however i am back and i am happy that I'm back. it kind of hurt me to be down for the week that i was down because i, I did have a lot of thoughts that i want to share on shit like the impeachment and justin timberlake and and shit like that but i do not think it's too late for me to get into it so we're gonna get into some of that today and you know we're gonna see where this goes i got definitely a lot of topics that i want to touch on and i'm thrilled that you are here with me so as usual you know subscribe review give me them five stars tell your friends about the podcast and let's keep on growing this community and you know what i'm not even gonna talk any more than this you know i missed too much time i got too much shit to to catch up on and talk about so that's it we're gonna jump right into it So, as much as I hate it, we have to talk about motherfucker called Trump. Like, we got to talk about this impeachment. We got to talk about this bullshit. Because I do not think anyone who follows politics is surprised that he was acquitted. I don't think anyone who understands politics, um, even on a rudimentary level, even on a elementary level, is surprised that he was acquitted because to convict him required that the Republicans be in on it as well, right? That was the whole, that was the whole problem. If you were going to convict him, you needed Republicans to all also come out and vote to convict okay so but because it's a different process there is the impeachment process which is almost like just saying hey we have decided that we're going to charge this guy right and then there is the actual conviction that needs to happen so this is a president who has not been twice impeached never happened in history but also twice um twice evaded uh, justice if we want to put it that way has twice you know evaded conviction uh, and again something that's never happened in the history of this country but again at no point did anyone think that was going to be a surprise you you weren't going to win this the point however was to thoroughly put out the argument and the evidence to show just how guilty he was with the hopes that it would actually enable well there were two hopes one is the first hope i think the democrats were absolutely daydreaming with this one particular hope that somehow they're going to pry away Republican voters from the you know from the GOP over to their side, which is not happening. Now we are seeing some trends where Republican voters are leaving the Republican Party, but we do not have any indication of where they're going. At at most, I think that they'll probably end up becoming independents who still end up voting Republican from time to time. And they're not going to suddenly become staunch Democrats, right? That's not what's going to happen. And that if that was the hope that the Democrats had in their minds that, hey, we're going to show all this evidence and suddenly there's going to be an exodus of voters from the Republican Party over to the Democratic Party. No, that's not what's going to happen. And it was it would be foolish for them to assume so. That's number one. Number two, I think the other goal, which is far more reasonable, was to put out this message, to put out all this evidence of how guilty he was for inciting this so that this evidence could then be used on the state level to continue to go after Trump for what he did. Because there are already local state governments and state you know, attorneys who are actually filing lawsuits against him. And my hope is that that continues because his life right now post-presidency is not looking too great now it's not looking too bad either because the fact that he was not convicted of impeachment still means that he gets to have secret service for the rest of his life he can still run again in 2024 although i doubt it so all those things are still in the works nevertheless if you put out all the evidence and you show just how guilty he was for inciting this you actually give ammo to other prosecutors to go after and that was really important and on that regard in that front i do think that they did a good job but if their idea was that convicting trump was going to lead to some kind of mass exodus of republican voters over to the democratic side no that's stupid that was never gonna happen however you know there's a lot to be taken away from the fact that the republicans did not vote to convict him and one of them we're going to touch on in more detail in a little while when we talk when we start getting into the voting rights uh, across this across this country how it's actually being attacked and what needs to be done but what it actually did was that it actually laid bare. It actually married Trump and the GOP currently even tighter. 
Now, one of the political strategies will be to use this divide within the GOP because there are some Republicans who, like Romney, for example, want the GOP to move away from Trump. And then you have Republicans like McConnell, for example, who are still married to Trump. And look, it's a political it's a political position. It is a political strategy to remain loyal to Trump because so much of the Republican base is loyal to Trump. I think a survey came out that said that if Trump started his own political party, over 60% of current Republican voters would move over to that particular party. So that's a base right there that clearly is still in love with Trump. And like I said before, just because you got rid of Trump, does that mean you're going to get rid of Trumpism? And I think people like McConnell thoroughly understand that the base still loves him and if they want to keep the base on their side and still retain power they still have to kiss trump's ass they don't have necessarily the moral fortitude to see who he is and say look no matter how much this costs me i we got to get rid of this motherfucker we have to separate out from from this motherfucker and again i had no expectation that they would do that you know my eyes were wide open well my eyes were wide open on exactly how this was going to turn out and what the goals were here Nevertheless, though, it is a political strategy that if you're if I was in his shoes, there's a chance that I would also think like that. If all I care about was maintaining power and understanding that maintaining power means staying close to this motherfucker. Yeah, maybe I would actually you know act that way as well. Thankfully, I am not a cravenous coward. And therefore, I'm not in a position where that would even be a, a issue for me to deal with. So it is a political strategy that they are ta- they are undertaking because they want to remain in power. And this in this Trump guy, he has he still has a ton of power. One can make the argument that Donald Trump is still the leader of the GOP. And so with that being the case, it is very clear that they cannot be trusted on any level to actually help the Dems get anything done for the people. Now, that was always the case. Again, this this trial did not reveal anything new. Granted, it did reveal that the riot was far more violent than I think any of us thought. I mean, some of those, you know, recordings were just ridiculous and just off the wall. But I don't think we, we were taught anything about the GOP that we didn't already know. No. The question then becomes, how does this information get used moving forward? And what does this mean for the Democrats and specifically Biden moving forward on how they need to deal with the Republicans? I think that all this unity talk that Biden put out there was for the public. I think all this talk about unity this and unity that, I think that was a show for the public. I think, and again, maybe I'm giving him too much credit, but the way he, the fact that he did not compromise with the GOP when it came to the stimulus package tells me that in part, maybe not in whole, but in part, all this talk about unity and working together and bipartisanship and all that shit that he was talking about from, you know, the campaign trail all the way up to the inauguration was just for show. I think they fully realize that they cannot work with the Republicans and that trying to work with the Republicans is a lost cause and not something they should really put any energy into. That the Republicans really, that if bipartisanship is something that the Republicans really want to see, that they need to be the ones to come more over to the Democratic side because in reality, they're the losers in this whole scenario, in this particular equation. Their guy did not win re-election, they did not retain the Senate, and they did not somehow win congress so they so none of that happened they don't have the power that they used to that they used to have and therefore that comes with consequences that comes with the consequence that you're the one who's gonna have to compromise more not the winner okay and one of the problems i have with the media is that the media keeps on putting in joe biden and look a part of this is joe biden's fault like you can't come out here and say hey i want to i want unity i want bipartisanship and not expect the media to play the game of well what are you doing to bring about the unity the because the the media the mainstream media anyway is pretty basic you know we can't expect them to actually do a good job and the reason why i can't expect them to do actually good job because I, I sat back for what the last eight years watching them do a horrible job from you know the presidency of of obama all the way through the presidency of trump i've I watched them do the whole both sidesism game and all that bullshit they can't be trusted either so i get why they're coming out and constantly asking joe biden hey what about unity what are you doing about unity blah 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 blah. and what joe biden and his team guy do is ignore that and just keep putting it on the republicans say look when are republicans going to compromise when are they going to come over to this side you know when are they going to vote for things that are clearly things that the american 
populist that the majority of Americans want to see happen. It can't be for the Democrats to compromise down. That can't be the way for it to go because the Democrats in this scenario are the winners. It is for the Republicans to compromise up, to compromise to the left. And so I think Biden and their team understands that and therefore they're not going to be the ones to go around budging often. I still don't trust Biden too much in that regard, but I think more often than not, he's going to just do what he got to do. And if the Republicans are down, then they're down and they'll be unified on his agenda. But he's not going to unify to their agenda. And so understanding that we have clear evidence that you cannot trust the Republicans to help the Democrats get anything done, which again, I, I feel like I'm saying this, this is not new information. Nothing that we that this trial and this acquittal um, showed us is new information about the GO. It becomes a matter of, well, how do we use this in this current scenario that we have now moving forward? And the way to use it is by making sure you understand that they are the enemy. All right. They have decided that they were going to uh, they have decided to align themselves with lies, with propaganda, with rioters, with insurrectionists, with white supremacy, loudly and boldly. They've always been on the side of shit. Like, I don't want to say this as if this is a new position for them. They've always been on the side of that shit. But Trump, like an article years ago I read during his whole campaign, Trump went, you know, took something that was dog whistle and put a megaphone to it. And so he is, Trump just took all that shit that was done and said in private and in secret and said it out loud. And people fucking loved it. Okay. Let's not fucking forget. People fucking loved it. Right. Especially when he attached his you no know, white supremacy and white supremacist thought to it. They fucking ate that shit up And the GOP by making sure that they came together to ignore the substantial amount of evidence that was clearly against Trump and still voted to acquit him made it very clear that they're on the side of white supremacy, of lies, of insurrection, of, un, you know, undemocratic processes loudly and boldly and, over, and overtly. OK, they've always been that. But now they've said okay there's no more hide in the closet this is who we are and my hope and i don't believe biden's gonna do this but he needs to treat them like enemy that they are there are those who have made the argument for a long time that the core difference one of the major differences between democrats and republicans is that democrats hate their base while republicans fear their base which is why you have you know motherfuckers making a political calculation not to go against the will of their base because they know their base is down with this motherfucker having any kind of expectation of the republicans to do the right thing i don't think anyone went into this thinking that they actually would now maybe that does not mean that you talk about them and talk to them the way trump would talk democrats i'm not suggesting that go down the route not at all but what i am saying is that he needs to stop looking at them as parts they're not this was clearly a opportunity for them to show that they were at the very least on the side of just plain old facts and decency and now we know that they're not not new information but you got to make sure that you make it very clear or you put them in a position for them to make it very clear on which side they are on okay uh, and so and since they decide not to be on the side of right the you have now the opportunity the open door to just treat them clearly as the enemy and i hope he takes that opportunity but in addition to that you know this is just going to enable the next smarter donald trump right because the thing about donald trump that was uncomfortable for the gop was that he did everything so out in the open like i said before he put a megaphone to all the shit that they were saying in secret to all the shit that they just said as dog whistle he went ahead and just said that shit out loud and that made the very calm the masses loved it the gop loved it coons like i had a whole fucking fight on the train a couple of days ago with a black maga motherfucker they love that shit i mean one of them told one of them straight up told me that joe biden was pedophile and i told him so anyone who you guys don't like is a pedophile he said, yeah, if we don't like him, he's a pedophile. This is who Biden, excuse me, this is who Trump is, and this is what he inspired, right? But this shit was always there. This shit was always there in some form or fashion. Now it is all out in, it's all out on front street, and the GOP have just married themselves to it in a big way. And so they must be treated as the enemy. And so by acquitting him, what the GOP just did though is give more power to these people to these people. And all the people who are saying that acquitting Trump just means that then that this will happen again, they're absolutely right. When? I'm not quite certain but this will happen again and i do think though that there is the possibility which is even scarier that there is a possibility that the next donald trump will just be a little bit more savvy and 
if you just <laughs> the thing is is that if you took Donald Trump and you just gave him let's say a modic of intelligence of strategy he he will still be president right now which is fucking scary which is fucking which is for all the for all the shit that Donald Trump did for all the horrible things that he did can you imagine if only he treated the coronavirus seriously like just that one thing which is a pretty pretty, pretty big fucking thing let's not lie to ourselves and say that's just you know just a little small thing but let's just say he did all the shit he inspired white supremacists he enabled for hate crimes to be you know taken to another level let's say during during all this take coronavirus he still called it a Chinese fire he still called it kung flu he, he still did all that shit but just imagine if the one thing he did difference different was that he didn't lie about it. that he still told people this is what's going on we're gonna get through this together let's listen to the scientists and wear masks imagine he just did those three things i just told the truth listened to the scientists and then told people to wear masks you know that motherfucker would still be president right now like without question, if he just did three things, he would be president right now. That's all it would have taken for the masses of people to overlook all the evil, all the fuckery, all the nonsense that he did prior and just give him just a ridiculous amount of credit. Just over crediting him for just being just being competent if he simply did those three things. And so what this acquittal, at least for me, Yes, the GOP has married themselves to Trumpism, but Trumpism next time around is probably going to be smarter and savvier. It's probably not going to be the kind of Trumpism which goes out and incites people to attack the Capitol, but it'll be Trumpism that is still in play in halls of our government. Just fuck things up, okay? Because we're seeing that right now. For example, ICE. ICE was told to stand down. We saw, we saw what ICE did about Haiti, right? And we're going to get into that as well. You saw what ICE did, you know, with sending kids to Haiti in the middle of a pandemic and in the middle of Haiti being in crisis themselves, which we will talk about in a moment. Biden told them not to do that shit. Guess what? They still did it because there's still members in ICE who are functioning, who are loyal Trump and are still going to do whatever the fuck they think Trump would do in the situation. And so now we have literal members in government branches who are not listening to the president, current, at least the current president, but they're still acting in allegiance with the former president. That's how the next Trump is going to use and wield power. It won't be just overt in the way that Trump was, because it scared off a lot of people. I mean, we can definitely give black women all the credit in the world for turning this election, but you know who else also turned this election? Uh, yo, independent voters, because independent voters ran from Trump. Independent voters are just like the stupidest voters, in my opinion, always flip-flopping. Even when it's obvious what the choice should fucking be, I don't know what the fuck they're looking at, right? But independent voters during the first go around when Trump was running voted for Trump. Like he actually got a good number of independent voters. And then the second time around, independent voters ran from Trump because of all because of all the fuckery, of all the racism, all the white supremacy, of all the lying. The next Trump or the person who uses and wields Trump's power the next time around, he can win all those independent voters back to his side or her side and wield that power and then continue to work with the, with the with the agents of Trump's that are still within all levels of the government currently and continue to just fuck things up. So, so we have a scenario here where we have to look out because I do understand people saying, well, they're opening the door for this to happen again, for this to happen again. I would be shocked if literally the same thing we saw happen, happened again. What I'll actually see happen is a more covert insurrection, an insurrection that happens from the inside using more covert and smart and smarter tactics. I think that's what we I think we're going to see people who are placed in positions of power Probably people who already were in position of power due to Trump's presidency who will quote unquote be activated and just fuck the shit up and not listen to the president at President Biden at critical points when he needs specific things to be done and demand specific things. And so that's what my concern is because I do think that they want to pull it back a little bit. And by they, I think the GOP, I think broad broadly speaking i think they want to pull it back in they don't want to see something that can lead to another running they don't want to see another situation where you have people storming the capital i think all of them would agree to that but they want that fervor they want that commitment they want that fire it becomes a matter of well how can we control it and use it in ways that will still give us power but doesn't go that far now the foolish thing is for them to think they can control it 
right? That becomes where they kind of they're gonna get completely, you know, backslapped. You can't control that kind of crazy, you know. I remember there was one a famous, you know, line from Arrested Development. You know, you can't fire crazy. You know, you never fire crazy. You can't control crazy, right? These motherfuckers are crazy, and you can't control crazy. However, you do have people who think that you can wield it and direct crazy whenever you need to and however you need to if you're smart if you're savvy and i think a lot of them are going to going to deceive themselves into believing that they are indeed savvy enough to do it so the acquittal again didn't reveal anything new about the gop but i do think what it should do to the biden presidency and make it make is make it very clear that they cannot work with the gop they are straight up the enemy. They sided with lies. They sided with, with insurrectionists. They sided with murderers. All this blue lies matter bullshit was always a lie, which I know we always knew. This is not new information. And now they have calm blanche to just say, we're not even thinking about these motherfuckers. We're trying to get shit done on our own because we got to get shit done because we got a two-year window, okay? We got a two-year window where we have absolute po- close to absolute power and we're not waiting for these motherfuckers to help us get shit done. And so that's my take on this whole thing. I wasn't surprised by any of it. You know what I'm saying? I just, if anything, we should kind of be grateful because at the very least, Trumpism has forced people to loudly proclaim what side they're on. They're no longer wolves hiding sheep's clothing. They're just straight up wolves out here and they need to be treated accordingly. You know what I'm saying? Don't fucking treat a wolf who's out there acting like a fucking wolf like he's a fucking sheep. If he's a fucking wolf straight up and down, shoot him between the eyes and be done. Move on. But don't fucking act, you know, like you are seeing a sheep when the wolf is straight up walking up on you looking like a wolf. So that's my thoughts on the the whole thing. Let's move on to the next subject. So let's talk about Haiti. In the situation going on in my stepmotherland, I never called the motherland. The mo- the actual motherland is Africa, but I'm only Haitian because of slavery. Fucking Christopher Columbus's racist, murderous ass, right? It's the only reason why Haitians, as we know them today, exist. And so I tend to think think of Haiti as a stepmotherland. But it's all beautiful. I love it, nevertheless. And so if you have not been keeping up with what's going on in Haiti, I'll give you a quick little rundown of what's happening. Um, the president that is in charge right now, Mos, uh, Moise, uh, President Moise, I believe I'm saying his name correctly. He is the reason why there's a huge amount of unrest because of the concern around the actual length of his presidency and whether or not he should actually be in power right now. And so the whole story goes is that he was elected in 2016, but he claims that he did not actually take power until 2017. The people believe his term, which is a five-year term. Lord, can you imagine if we had a five-year term here in America? But the five-year term, according to the people, should begin the moment he wins the election, right? Meaning 2016, which would have meant that his term would have ended in 2021. Okay, meaning just this past February, he is saying that because in his mind he didn't actually take power until 2017, that his presidential term does not actually end until 2022. This has led to a huge level of protest, which you can't imagine, which, you know, I don't think there's any country that would take this lightly if the people believe you should be out of office and yet you are going to say that you are going to stay in office. There is no, there is no country that's above you know, people riding. I mean, for all the years that America thumbed its nose, trees like Haiti, we've already proven that we are no better, and we've never been better. To be clear, we've never been better. If you actually look at history, there've been plenty of times throughout the history of this country where violent riots have taken place to install people into position pop throughout the history of this country. So it isn't as if what happened in the capital is new with regards to mobs controlling the government, mobs taking to the streets and putting people in power. That's happened before in this country. Uh, so, but there are people who probably now fully realize just how much like all these other countries, America actually is this veneer of democracy that we're just this epitome, the zenith of what a well-run country looks like. It's completely gone now. And hopefully that brings some humility, but you know how motherfuckers are. But nevertheless, you know, the people of Haiti are rioting and they are 
protesting and you know most of it has been peaceful but you know whenever you know you're protesting peacefully against the government and the police come out the police are there to fucking do the government's bidding uh and so because of that and also because the people believe that his presidency has been filled with corruption which again nothing new you know in terms of you know the people who i'm talking to you we've seen four years of just ridiculous levels of corruption right and so because of this they are taken to the streets they don't believe his presidency is legitimate and they are concerned that his presidency is or rather this act that he's taken right now is actually the beginning of dictatorship which makes total sense i don't i would feel the same way if i was in that position because sometimes all it takes is you know these small innocuous things that just kind of let slide and next thing you know motherfuckers president for, for 10 15 fucking years and so that's what's happening in Haiti. And if you're asking me which side am I on, I'm always going to be on the side of the people. I'm always going to, you know, side of the people. In these scenarios, they, probably more than the people who are in government, know what is best for their country. And the fact that, you know, there are people in the United States, and it seems as if the United States government as a whole is on the side of this president, gives me even more reason to be on the side of people, because you cannot trust America when it comes to Haiti. I've posted on my blog, you know, huge, you know, pieces, bits of information just showing just how America played a role in poverty, and I don't know if that's actually a word, but how much America played a role in Haiti becoming such a poor country from the moment it gained its freedom all the way to today. So when it comes to whose side should be on support Haiti, a good rule of thumb is to see whatever side America is on and who's the opposite. You know what I'm saying? And so the fact that the American government is supporting this dude gives me even more reason not to support this and to support the people, to support the people on the ground. Uh, so that's what's happening in Haiti right now. And, you know, how is this going to end? Look, the reality is I don't know of a scenario where, you know, the people get what they want. It would it would take such a huge clash and it would take international as well, which we're not seeing. At least we're not seeing the United States for this to go to where the people. So we may be looking at a level of unrest that lasts the entire year, that lasts a very long time. Uh, as such, you know, my prayers goes out to the people on the ground. Now, how does this kind of come home and back to home? Well, like I said a moment ago, when I was talking about Biden and all of the agents of Trump's of white supremacy that are still within the government that he has to fight. This comes back to the discussion that we've been having for years now. ICE needs to be completely and totally abolished. Because if you don't know, what's been happening is that ICE has still been deporting people to Haiti, even though Biden said, hey, stop that shit. Pause on that shit because it's unrest. And at last check, they actually sent children. They deported a whole bunch of children to Haiti. Even though Biden already said, don't do that shit. A, that's not how we're going to handle, you know, immigrants moving forward. We're not doing that shit. Fucking Trump lost. You motherfuckers back the fuck down. This is the way it needs to happen now. And secondarily, you're just sending these kids, you're just sending these people into a level of unrest. One of the stories that came out, and I don't have the exact details in front of me right now, but one of the stories that came out was that ICE actually deported some guy to Haiti who had never actually been to Haiti. Yes, he was Haitian American. He had never, he was a legal American citizen who had never been to Haiti, but ICE fucking up and targeting black and brown people, still targeting black and brown people as if Trump's president decided yo motherfucker you're going we, we said we're gonna we're gonna send you we're going we don't want to hear shit and this dude's just fucking in a country where he's never been probably doesn't have any family you know and now he's just asked out because we don't know when he's gonna get a chance to come back i mean i would love to give you guys an update on the next podcast that he's back home safe and sound but i'm not believing that shit's gonna happen you know not if you know ice has anything to do with it and then on top of that right after that understanding that all this is happening still after biden told these mother motherfuckers that stand the fuck down stop this shit they sent a plane full of children sent a plane full of all these fucking pro-life motherfuckers which was never which was never honest but all these pro-life motherfuckers sent a bunch of children back to haiti while haiti is in midst this civil arrest it's fucking evil man straight up legitimately evil what they did especially with babies especially with children and so where does that leave us what needs to happen and unfortunately, I don't think it's going to happen because I don't think Biden has guts. But this right here is a perfect opportunity, a perfect moment to do something that so many people have been calling for for fucking years now. And that is straight up and down, abolish ICE. 
Like get the get rid of the whole fucking thing. Because if there is ever a reason to get rid of any governmental department, is if that governmental department straight up defies the orders from the president. If you're not going to listen to the president, you need to get the fuck up out of here. Like in and, and none of this shit where you know you kind of send people to different departments now, all your motherfuckers get fired. All your motherfuckers get fired. I mean, recently they fired a member of their staff who threatened a reporter, which is absolutely what needed to happen. But if you're firing motherfuckers for that, you need to absolutely be eradicating ICE for straight up saying, fuck you, middle finger to president and still sending people to Haiti, even people who've never been to Haiti, especially during an uprising in that country. And the reason why they're doing this is that they're still proceeding under the the orders, under the the axiom, the banner of Trumpism. These are motherfuckers who are still deciding, hey, we're going to do it just as if Trump won the election. Motherfucker, he did not win the election. He fucking lost. Lost in the fucking blowout. You need to correct yourself. But this is what I'm talking about, where agents of Trump still within the government and if a smarter person than trump comes around who's just a little bit savvier they can use these motherfuckers to do all types of fuckery to our system to our society and so what needs to happen now is that all the people who have been pushing for the abolishment of ice they need to use this very loud example of ice not obeying the president and just say these motherfuckers need to go like this is when you actually put your foot on the fucking gas to try and get rid of this fucking department, they need to be absolutely abolished because if you're not going to listen to the man in charge, you got to fucking go. And understand, I have been in charge in most of my stops in corporate America. If I tell you to do something and you just straight up decide, yeah, I'm not going to listen, I'm going to do it, your ass is gone. <laughs> your, ass is, your ass is absolutely gone. Like, there's, there's nothing to be talked about. Now, different companies have different processes, you know, where they want to put people in a pip and they want to do all this shit, which is cool and all, but my goal is to get rid of you ASAP which is why I like to have redundancy. But that's a whole different conversation. And so that's what's going on with ICE right now and Haiti and Biden. It's like this whole triangle shit, right? Now, my hope is that clearly that the situation in Haiti resolved itself somehow in a way that would allow for the people of Haiti, first and foremost, to have peace and confident confidence in their government. Don't know how that's going to happen if, you know, this dude don't fucking step down, I don't think that's possible if he stays in power. I think he's got to go. But the fact that he's getting back on an international stage, on an international level, probably means that he's not going to. Which probably means that we're going to see unrest for a hell of a long time, you know, in the streets of, the, you, know, of, of you know, my beautiful country, my beautiful stepmotherland, I like to say. But in the interim, what we can absolutely do is not fucking deport people, especially people who don't merit deportation. Like, I understand if you're deporting criminals. Like, I've always been on the side of if you come in here legally or illegally, but if you come to this country and you're straight up criminal, you're murdering people, you're into racketeering, you're into drugs, you're raping people, all that kind of shit. Yeah, deport those motherfuckers. But people just living their lives, fucking babies, you fucking deporting babies into a fucking hectic situation in another country. Some of them don't even have parents or, you know, grandparents or gardens to look after them. The fuck are you doing, man? That's straight up evil. And if you're going to partake in that shit and you're not going to listen to the president when the president says you're not to do it, your ass needs to go. Like, that's not even up for debate. And so that's what's happening right now with, you know, Haiti and our involvement in this fuckery. I'm going to keep an eye on it as I, as I usually do. And, you know, we're going to hope for the best in the situation. This is one of those situations where, you know, all I can do is report. And all I can, all I can do is, you know, tell AOCs of the world who've been talking about, you know, we need to abolish ICE. But this is the moment, man. This is the moment to be putting mad pressure on Biden to abolish ICE. Because ICE is new. Like, motherfuckers talk like ICE has been here since the fucking Constitution. No, motherfucker. George motherfucking Bush created ICE in the aftermath of 9-11. A fucking piece of fuckery that is still haunting us to this fuck day the way the government took advantage of that shit to do all manner of fuck. but ice was created in 2003 so when motherfuckers talk about ice as if it is this long-standing you know government agency that the country just cannot do without like you know we just can't live without ice we will be so unsafe that ice that ice has been with us forever and never never no motherfucker it has not been with us forever and never stop lying stop fucking lying right it's been with us far too long but it definitely has not been with us for fucking ever it hasn't even been two decades that that shit has been with us what the fuck are you talking about and what ice was supposed to do was simply focus on 
people who were in this country legally who were helping support terrorism. Now, that was too, still too broad of a fucking mandate, but that was the goal. The goal wasn't to be, you know, running up on mothers in the street and then put them in fucking cars, shipping to the fuck country. It definitely, the goal wasn't stated to be shipping our baby and send them to fuck places that's, that's, you know, dealing with civil unrest. That wasn't fuck charter. Then it just kind of morphed into this, you know, this fucking evil piece of shit, which to be honest, if you give white supremacy that kind of power, historically they've always got fucking full on white supremacy KKK with that shit. So should be no surprise that they went just complete sideways with this fucking power, which is why I'm saying that it was just such an opportunistic thing that, you know, George W. Bush did when massacre of 9-11 happened. Nevertheless, the point is that they have not been around long enough for us to be making any, any for us to be making any kind of argument. Just cannot. That's bullshit. Okay. So my hope, of course, is that Biden have some guts in this situation. But my hopes are probably gonna dash. <laughs> and I know I say this all the time whenever I talk about these situations, but I like to always be realistic with with whether or not something that I'm hoping for is actually going to happen. I don't think it's gonna like. I don't have trust that this motherfucker, even though I voted for him, I'm gonna keep on saying that even though I'm gonna rain down all manner of criticism on Biden, I still went out and I held my nose and I voted for him. Choice was clear. But I don't think he's gonna have the guts to do what needs to be done because if a department like ICE is straight up not going to listen to the president and they're going to go out and do legit direct harm community color you need to fucking bring that it's black and brown people voted your into power especially black folks okay black folks of all ethnic ethnicities that includes jamaicans haitians panamians nigerian black motherfuckers who have the power to vote who have the right to vote went to the fucking polls and gave you the power to look out for them to make sure that government agencies like ICE not gonna back fuck down they need fucking go they need to just just fucking go now I don't know the technicalities of doing away with a department like ICE I would have to look into that but of course will you actually do it would it be a waste of time to look into look into it I believe so but it needs to be what happens it needs to be what happens so we're gonna keep an eye on this situation we're gonna keep an eye on ICE and we'll definitely keep an eye on what's happening in Haiti Power to the power to the stepmotherland. More IET, more Sherry. I'm I'm praying for you guys. All right, let's move on to the last subject of the day. So the last topic of the day is something that I probably normally would not talk about because I am not into celebrity news. I'm not into celebrity worship. I think that's one of the problems we have in our society today. We just talk about and listen to and follow celebrities just a ridiculous amount i mean the internet you know there was a time where if you were going to follow celebrity news you had to wait a week you know for your celebrity news rack to come out or the celebrity gossip tv show to gather his shit together every week to give you an episode but now that people have instant access to publish and instant access to read shit our celebrity worship culture is just out of control and so i don't like feeding into it that's why you don't see me talking about shit like the bachelor and all that fuckery i, I don't want to you know give into that shit however this particular bit of celebrity news has you know found my achilles heel because it does involve someone who i hold dear to my heart janet jackson so as you guys know because if you listen to this i would imagine you already got you already know but a couple of days ago justin timberlake issued an apology on instagram to janet jackson and britney spears now i'm gonna focus on the janet jackson part of all this because to be honest with you, I don't care about Britney Spears. I've never been a Britney Spears fan. You know, I didn't watch the documentary. I kind of spurred this whole thing forward. I don't care. But I do care about Janet Jackson because whatever you can say about the impact Justin Timberlake had negatively on Britney Spears, after all that, she still had a booming career and still went on to perform, have albums, tour, platinum, blah, 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 blah. But what Justin Timberlake did to Janet Jackson pretty much ended her career 17 years ago at the 2004 Super Bowl. If you guys don't recall, at that particular Super Bowl performance, Janet and Justin were doing a performance, doing an act, and at the end of it, Justin ripped off the a part of costume, a part of wardrobe of Janet Jackson, which then her, you know, her boobs, 
which, you know, the nipple had a little piercing in it, and then that caused all manner of uproar. Shit went crazy. I remember watching how crazy people would go for it and laugh. Come on, you motherfuckers. You guys seen tits and boobs if you eat. They're like, oh, we need to protect our, and, and all that kind of, your little son is not watching tits and boobs when you're not around. What the fuck talking about, right? But I, but I understood everyone's position in that regard because I can't sit here and be a hypocrite and tell you that if my kid was sitting in front watching this and all of a sudden a, a fucking bare breast just appeared out of nowhere, which I did not expect, you know, that I wouldn't be kind of sideways. I definitely would not have become a part of a mob to end someone's career, but I would have been like, yo, that's not what I expected. No, I wanted my kids to see at that particular moment, you know, uh, yo, you, you guys need to fucking chill out on it. Now, rumor has it. And if you read certain interviews and certain pieces of, you know, reporting that that particular incident was actually planned. It wasn't an actual wardrobe malfunction that they actually planned to do it and then they did it. But what ended up happening on the back end is what they did not expect, which was the huge amount of backlash. Which to me kind of, you know, from, from both of them just seems like, are oh, you guys not living in the regular world? <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? Especially with conservatives. I mean, nah, I mean... <laughs> Janet, you're a black woman. You've sat here and watched conservatives try and straight up kill the whole hip-hop industry. You think they're just going to sit back and just let you expose boobs and just say, oh, well, all wells that ends well and just keep it going, just keep it moving? No, that's not what was going to happen. But either way, what people were mad at Justin for was clearly that he was a part of this. In the eyes of many, he caused it because there were some people back then and probably many to this day who feel as if he ripped off that piece of the wardrobe on his own. And without Janet's consent, there are a lot of people who still think that. And let's say you're you're on that side. I mean, I'm not here to argue with you in that regard. But even if you're on that side or you're on my side that they both conspired to do it, the reality is when everything starts to blow up and everything starts to go crazy, he dipped out. He was like, all right, I'm out of here. I'm not going to be, he's did not, he did not back up Janet. He did not support her. He did not come out publicly and say, Hey, I was a part of it too. He just dipped the fuck out. All right. And so for a long time, people just held him in contempt. People just fucking hated his ass because he did that shit. Now, again, Justin was not necessarily making music that I cared about. So it isn't like I was following his career to begin with and decided, oh, this happened. I'm going to stop buying his album. I just continued not listening to Justin, you know, except for the occasional moments where I would be in a cab or in a mall and someone would play a song. I'm like, who's that? Is this Timberlake? Oh, okay. And I just moved on. It wasn't like I was a fan who suddenly would go out and burn shit. But there were people like that. And I totally understood it. And for a long ass time, people held this against him. And rightfully so, because if it is true that the both of you planned this then you should have stood by her and helped her when the hammer was coming down and defended her if it is true that you decide to do this on your own that's even more reason that's even more reason for you to support her and have her back if you indeed decide that you are going to rip off that piece of the wardrobe on your own and you did not let her know okay either way you should have had her back and he absolutely did not have her back and so he issued this apology 17 years later which is fucking insane but 17 years later he issues an apology and you know some people are like yo fuck this dude man seven 17 17 motherfucking years now you're gonna apologize i mean i guess better late than never but motherfucker you are stretching you are stretching that fucking saying to the maximum what the fuck and i totally get people who feel that way and so people who are wondering yo why is he apologizing apologize now why didn't he apologize later well the facts are simple he had far too much to lose back then let me tell you a story so for years i have been someone who has been pro fair wages and wage equality like the idea that women were not getting paid the same as men for doing the same job having the same experience and etc always insulted me at the core a big part of that's because i was raised by two women i always tell the story that after my dad died i leave when i was two years old i was raised with my mother and my grandmother and so I was raised in a, you know, around strong women who work every day. And the idea that these ladies would go to work every day and they were making less than men working their asses off, you know, getting arthritis in their hands. They were making less than men simply because they were women. It pisses me off. And if you know that's happening to women in general, you know that black women are getting the worst of it. And so if you know that this is happening to women on a general level, then you know black women are paid even less men than the average white woman is being paid. So I remember one day 
when this became another hot topic because these topics tend to ebb and flow in the media. And so it was that period of time where it became another hot topic of wage equality in the tech industry once again. And I remember reading a article that showed what was actually happening in the tech world when it came to actually achieving wage equality uh, and ending wage discrimination. And what it showed was that there was a chart that showed the salary of men and the salary of women. And what the chart showed was that the salary of men were starting to go down while the salary of women were starting to go up. And that the idea was that they were paying men less in order to pay women more and that they would meet in the middle. Therefore, there will be no more wage discrimination. Now, clearly that we don't live in a world where there's no wage discrimination based on gender or race. I'm not here to tell that that chart, you know, was a precursor to this utopic in which we live in today. No, that's not the case. But what happened at that moment was what my mentor told me for years. And that is... If your beliefs don't cost you something, then you don't have beliefs, you don't have convictions, you have conveniences. And I remember looking at that chart and thinking to myself, well, I'm a guy, that chart is showing that over the course of time, I'm going to be paid less. But women, hopefully, most, well, not mostly, but hopefully a lot of black women will be paid more. Is this position, this position is actively going to cost me. Am I still pro-wage quality? Because now this position, this conviction, this belief actually now has an actual tangible cause to me as an individual. Are you going to stay the course? Now, of course I did. Of course I do. But it is one of those moments where my mentor, again, was proven right. If your convictions do not cost you anything, then you don't have convictions. You have conv- Our brothers and sisters, our elders back in the day who had their heads bashed in so we can have to vote. Those brothers had the convictions. They cost them. They were willing. They were fully aware having beliefs would put them in danger. And they still held them. They still had them. And they went out and fought for them. And they paid price. Now, many of you are like, come on, man. This is, you know, that's unfair. Life is unfair. Until your convictions, however, cost you something, they're just conveniences. And look, I have conveniences too. I'm not here to say that I'm some above it. I have, I have conveniences too. There are some things that I believe in that will never directly cost me. At least they haven't so far. But that was a moment when I realized, okay, this belief in wage equality, that a woman should be paid the same as a man for the same work, having the same experience, da-da-da-da-da. Okay, now it's going to cost me something. Are you still down? And of course, I was still down. And so when you think about Justin Timberlake, this whole speech, this whole rant that he put on, as on a, as an apology, the reason why some people buying it is because when it would have cost him something, when it would have actually been effective, it would have put him in the crosshairs. He chose to be silent during his prime, when it was his prime career moment, doing commercials and and all these music videos and touring and millions of people coming out to see him. That was his prime, and had he come out. And stuck to his guns then it would have cost him something and he was more concerned about what it would have cost him than defending a black woman without question and that's why it took 17 years him doing it now cost him nothing it's convenient to do it now it costs him nothing to do it now this is not his prime of his career <laughs> have you fucking heard into the woods i haven't heard it. i've heard like one or two tracks and i was like what what is this i mean i like artists taking chances but what is going on here <laughs> you know what i'm saying this is in the prime of Justin Timberlake's career. He can apologize now. It doesn't cost him anything. If anything, that might. If anything, doing it now may actually gain him some fans. Weirdly enough, strangely enough, but because it would have cost him back back then, he did not have the conviction. All his talk, you know, and back then, I don't know how much talk he did about you know being pro-black and all that shit. I mean, we all knew in the hood that his whole career was basically built on just mimicking and you know blackfacing in the musical sense. We all knew that's who he was and that's what it was about. But when it came time to actually stand up with his sister, which he should have done regardless of whether or not they did it together in concert or he did it to her. There's no scenario where he should have remained silent, but he remained silent to protect his career. And now that his career is no longer peak Justin Timberlake, of course he'll do it now. It it won't cost him anything. That's why I totally understand that people are like, yo, fuck this dude. 17 fucking years? Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. We don't want to hear it now. Now, to the Janet Jackson side of it, I mean, we recently saw that uh, her Control album from the 1980s have soared back to the top of the charts because of this which is dope for her i'm all about black women getting paid this is dope for her and it's dope that you know she's getting a chance to get some love because for a long time she was fucking hated 
they fucking hated her. They hate. They made a point to blacklist this woman, and it was fucking crazy. It was fucking crazy. I mean, just thinking to myself, what the fuck is happening here, man? What? How come none is happening to fucking Justin Timberlake? She wasn't up there by herself. But now, in retrospect, I kind of understand. You know, white supremacy. You know, is gonna protect white straight dudes no matter fucking what. I get it now, but back then I didn't really understand the intricacies of how race and gender were interplaying to make this shit what it was back. But now I totally get it and understand whether he says it or not, he got it too. Justin understood that he was being protected because he was a white straight male compared to a black woman. She was getting lit up. And if it was between his career and a black woman, he would, and he did happily sacrifice a black woman to save to save her career to save his career so i totally understand people was giving him you know the you know um the motherfucking middle finger fuck him i totally get it and so is his apology all for naught again better late than that right it costs him nothing to do it now and the fact that him doing it brings a reprieve and brings attention and some money and some and some love to janet jackson i'm awful if that ends up being the high watermark of return on this apology, I'm awful because what she went through, nah, that that didn't deserve that. What happened didn't deserve that. It didn't deserve it at all, not at all. Okay, but people who are wondering, oh, why wait? Why wait? Why wait? This is why he waited because he had convictions. He didn't have convictions because when when it came time to put his convictions on the fucking table and let it cost him something, cost him a couple of fans, cost him maybe a, a record con, cost him, you know, you know, a couple of tour dates, cost him some some brand sponsorships, he decided to bail. Because at the end of the day, my mentor was right. Until your convictions cost you something, you don't have convictions, you have conveniences. Okay, guys, so that's the show for today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I definitely love talking to you guys and getting this stuff off my chest. Hey, look, let me know what you guys think, man. I definitely want to hear from you guys. You can follow me on Instagram at BBTN Podcast. That's BBTN Podcast, all one word. And let me know what you guys think about these subjects. We know what your thoughts are, what's happening. Let me know what your thoughts are on what's happening in Haiti. This old Justin Timberlake thing. I definitely want to hear your thoughts on that. And yo, as always, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen, share this podcast, you know, subscribe, give me them five stars. And I will talk to you guys tomorrow. That's right. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. We're gonna we're gonna try and do a whole week because I missed last week. So we're gonna try and do a whole every day, five times this week. We're gonna, we're gonna make this shit happen. So I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a good one. Peace and love.